Rebellions are built on hope. And welcome to another episode of Raider Rebellion, a Star Wars podcast. I'm your host, Alberto Calderon. I'm joined by our co-host, our friend, Oti. How are you doing today, Oti, on this Star Wars Saturday? Hi. Yeah, I'm doing great. Um, <laughs> um, I'm a little bit tired. I've been doing a little bit of cleaning, uh, doing some handyman work I haven't done in a while. So, yeah. By the no, way, yeah. I, I, today I did something. I, I'm getting my things together and today i threw a ethernet cable from the Ooh. router straight to the computer to avoid all the <laughs> disconnect things i have and yeah. i checked i have very steady internet but for some reason i keep getting the message on that check my connection and like i don't know what else to do so it's, yeah it's some, i think it's something with Streamyard, or i don't know it might be oh i don't know how it works from my side to your side over there i bought pro- Less than a year ago, some of those Wi-Fi hot points from mm-hmm. Google for my computer. And first they worked, they, they didn't. They've been working fine. But yeah, sometimes I get your connection is low, and I, but my Wi-Fi is right there. How can I be low? It's right there. Yeah, I, no, so I, I usually, for example, for work, I use a lot of uh, internet and I never have issues. And some for some reason, when I log in here, boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it happens. Yeah, yeah, hoping just, for a smooth ride today. Yeah, it's the Empire. They don't want us uh, out there saying the truth. Communication breakdown. But you saw Atman, the big movie out there that everyone has thoughts about them. We'll talk about them later at the end. People saying the most Star Wars movies. So all the MCU. And I wanna I wanna get your take on it. I haven't seen it yet, so we'll do a quick spoiler-free review, but we'll get to that. In a minute, but first, thanks to everyone that's joining us today. As always, if it's your first time being here, thank you. And make sure that you subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our episodes when they drop on Saturdays. Leave us a comment down below of any of the topics we'll be discussing today. And thumbs up. Give us that thumbs up, like, whatever you guys want to do, bell. And if you're listening to this on the audio podcast when it comes out, also tip of the hat to you guys. And ratings and review are always welcome. And if it's not your first time, then... It's even better. Thanks for coming back week after week. Hello there to our friend Brennan, who's here. Page turners that were not. Check out his podcast. He's dropping some cool episodes. He just had a new one a couple of days ago. So go check that out. Yep. Anyone else that's in the chat? Just give us not for now. Just, <laughs> just a little high out there. Um, all right, I think it's time. Let's go ahead, Oti. I mentioned before we started, we're going to do things a little bit different. Instead of starting with Star Wars news, we're going to start with the Bad Batch. So if you guys are ready, I'm not ready. Let's talk Star Wars and Star Wars on TV. Star Wars on TV. All right, Oti, Star Wars on TV. Two weeks, or last week, I should say, we got two episodes of the Bad Batch, very great episodes. I don't know if that's the way you should say, very good episodes. And kind of, for people like myself, have been a little harsh on the show. Structure we're supposed to go last week was very kind of moving. That's what we call the story of the show forward. And then this week, it came back to that adventure of the week that I also love. And before we go, hello, Dale. Thanks for joining us, Dale. Um, Oti, but we're back to those adventure of the weeks that we've been having for most of this season. 
Um, are you surprised that we went back to that? But it still carried over with last week's episode. Something that we talked about, we wanted to see, is how the bad batch, especially Omega, was gonna deal with Echo leaving. Okay. That's a very big part of this episode that we just saw a couple of days ago. Yeah, no. So I was not surprised that we came back to the mm-hmm. adventure of the week. Yeah, it's very much what the show is. So I, I'd actually say that the two-part arc is the exception to the rule yeah. of this show. <laughs> so I, I was not surprised, but I, I, I was pleasantly surprised with how much I enjoyed the episode. I, I told you I fell asleep watching <laughs> it the first time. Not so a I, good sign, but... No, never a good sign, but, you know, it's I've been having uh, hard weeks at work, so mm-hmm. I sat down and watched it. I, I stopped working, like, at 11 p.m., and I was like, yeah, I probably watched yeah, the no. bad batch. I like, <sighs> fell asleep. <laughs> Um, but I finished it uh, a couple hours ago and I, I really liked it. I really liked the episode for different reasons. Yeah, it was a very fun adventure of the week. Um, I said a couple of weeks ago that this show, it's called the Bad Batch, but it's Omega show. I, we need to be okay with that. If you're expecting for her to take a back seat, I just saw or read a report, not a report, an article earlier today about... Omega kind of being the lead and people still complaining that she might be too ch- childish and well, she's like a nine-year-old girl, but that's okay. But she's the heart and soul of this show. And I'll say even for as much flack as I give this show, they do a very good job in hitting those emotional bits. And this week wasn't an exception. Seeing how much Omega felt the, the absence of Echo, like she says, week after week, they're a family. Even their ship getting stolen, that's our home. So for her, yeah. and you mentioned last week, which she having to go again through the destruction of her home of Tipoca City, seeing that again, she's have to incur a lot of loss. So of course, having Echo kind of leave pretty abruptly was going to affect her going forward. So I'm, yeah. I'm glad that they didn't shy away from it. And that was a central point of this episode. Yeah, so uh, there were a couple of lines that uh, that really stood out to me. One is when they're talking about moving on, like, oh, he's in another mission, we move on. That's yeah. what soldiers do. And she's mm-hmm. like, we're more than soldiers. Yeah. And that you mentioned, they're talking about the ship. Oh, it's just a ship. It's not. It's our home. Yeah. And I think Omega's starting to um, maybe pierce that... Um, facade that these guys have on that oh mm-hmm. we're soldiers loss yeah. is part of it and we have to move on so i i, I really like that yeah it's it's a, a good change from last season because last season her most of her stories were connected to either hunter or to yes. record then yes. this season is tech and Akon. those three are taking the brunt of the season so far I love that you mentioned this because mm-hmm. I, while I was watching it uh, earlier today, I was thinking about the same thing. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and it's interesting because it's it, it was mainly Hunter, and it always felt like the rest yeah. of the group was like, "Oh, this little kid that Hunter brought on," <laughs> and Wrecker, yeah. you know, he's the lovable big guy. The uncle, so, yeah, yeah. So it makes sense why he loves her. Mm-hmm. But I, I love that they're fleshing out her relationship with the rest of because she's like, "Oh, they're my brothers, eh, are they?" <laughs> <And> <laughs> And here they are, you know, like, and even Echo, he's a character, uh, tech, a character mm-hmm. that was basically a computer. Yeah. And they're fleshing him out a little bit. So I really enjoyed seeing that. Yeah. Hunter hasn't had a lot to do this season, especially with no. Omega. He was 
Kind of, He's been absent. Yeah. He was on the front line in that episode with the pirate when they were looking for whatever weird treasure. But apart from that, he hasn't done too much. So it's, like you said, very interesting to see this progression with the other two. And then the the absence of Echo hits a lot harder if it was just at the end of season one. It's like, okay, they really didn't spend that much time together. Yeah. Um yeah, no, no, definitely. And yeah. I, I like that they're doing that because mm-hmm. at a certain point, it's like, why do I care about these people? Yeah, which I said before is one of the reasons I'm having trouble, not trouble because I enjoy the show, but really connecting with because I don't, quote, I don't want to say too, it sounds harsh in that I don't care for these characters, but I don't feel the same connection I do with a lot of other Star Wars characters. But they're starting to find a way to get people like myself invested in them. And like you said, tech, which is this computer, I always, I say he was my favorite at the end of the Clone Wars season seven, because I started seeing him more as a droid. And with that sense, okay, but now they're trying to flesh him out a little bit. And we can talk, we'll talk, let's just go into it right now. A lot of people have said it a lot better than I have because I don't, don't find that camp, I guess. That echo, I mean, tech is this neurodivergent character and processes emotions and situations different than other people. Mm-hmm. And the way he wasn't engaging with Echo's loss the same way that Omega was really hit hard with people that kind of see relationships and emotions in that kind of different veil. Do you kind of notice this as this was going on, or what were your thoughts on it? Were you I like, mean- oh, this tech doesn't know anything? No, you know what? I'm kind of like that. Um, I'm very, I tend to be very practical with emotions mm. that, but it doesn't mean I'm, I'm a very emotional person. Like I'll cry, I'll, I'll get yeah. very angry, but I, I try to be like, if something bad happens, I try not to get carried away and look at mm. it like objectively and be like, well, you know, shit happens, like yeah. whatever. So I, I do identify with Echo in that sense because mm. sometimes people will be like, dude, just get angry, get sad, like show something. I'm like, I am, but I'm not going to show it. (laughs) So, so yeah, yeah. I I never really thought about it that way. So, yeah, Yeah. it kind of depends of, of each other's kind of the way we deal with those situations. Me, same thing. I'm very emotional. It depends with who I'm with. And also if people around me are very emotional for some reason, and I say, okay, I have to be the, the solid one. I can't let myself also fall down. Uh, but let's get into the episode. So Sid, and we'll jump into Sid in a few minutes, sends them on this mission to get some weird mineral, Ipsium, I think it's called. She, for some reason, bought a mine on some weird planet. And be careful, there's some marauders over there. And yeah, let's park the ship 100 meters away behind this cliff. This cliff is that no one's going to see. But it's your fault if they get stolen. But I... I I really love this episode. Those okay. I don't care. It's like the faster episode I really enjoyed. I love this one also. Poor Wrecker getting blamed for everything, even though he's carrying that whole load. It was fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the episode. I, I, I won't say I loved it, but I liked it for the re- reasons that we already mentioned. We got a little yeah. bit deeper into tech. Uh, we get a little bit deeper into her relationship with the rest of the batch, especially yeah. Echo and tech. So for those things i i really like the episode it, it, again it was surprising because at first it was like oh, okay just another adventure <laughs> of the week but then they get stuck on the cave and you know things start to come up and i'm like oh yeah. this is this is interesting <laughs> yeah i uh, one another reason i really enjoyed it is not silly but since i keep mentioning every week since i just read Darth plagius it mm. starts with plagius and his master uh tenebrous 
on a mine trying to mine this important mineral and there's a cave in and I won't spoil oh. it, but something happens. I'm like, oh, this reminds me of the book I just read. Okay. Interesting. Uh, yeah. It's like poetry. It, yeah, it, it, it rhymes. It right. Oh, we should write that down. It's like poetry. It rhymes. You can should write that down and use it. To, to start <laughs> um, when the ship got stolen, it's kind of, yeah, it's, it was obvious. They couldn't see it. They, Hunter they, said there is marauders or something out there. So yeah, did you happen. catch that? You catch the Lion King nod. Of course, Even I, my I, daughter I, said as soon as she, it's eh, the Lion King. It's like so. I, I loved how obvious it was. It's yeah. like a little. It's not. No, it's the same scene. <laughs> yeah. You just need a, a last one. One at the end after everyone goes, and the mm. last one kind of comes moment. Yeah. Um, but then poor wreck again. You gotta protect Dave. So, oh, crap. he just drops down, gets kicked <laughs> twenty times. Uh, let's talk about Sid real quick. They're kind of wrapping up the episode. They call her. Hey, we need help. Our ship goes stolen. Said, so, yeah, yeah, whatever. Either I'm dealing with something else, and then okay, I'll send help in a few days. Is I love that, by the way. <laughs> she, this... She's like, fine, I'll help you in a couple of days. In a few days, just hold down that broken down town that doesn't have anybody. Yeah. Uh, we already saw that, again in that faster episode when the other the duo team told them, oh, she's gonna let you down, or she's gonna betray you, something. Along those lines, are we starting to see that? Do you think that maybe by the end of the ep the season they're gonna uh, walk away from C just because she betrays them or doesn't come through for them? Uh, I don't, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I I'll tell you that when they called her and she's like, "Oh, I don't know," it's <laughs> like it's happening, it's happening. Yeah, and, but then it happened. I, I don't think this was it. So uh, we'll see. Uh, yeah, you know what? I'll say yes because why would you set this up now and pay it off in two seasons? Yeah, yeah. After that faster episode, I thought that she was gonna not sacrifice herself, but she was gonna come to that point that help them or betray them. She's gonna mm -hmm. choose to help. But I don't know after this week's episode, I think that they're gonna part ways at some point by the end of the season. I think they're gonna part ways. Okay. Um, do you think that she had anything to do with the ship getting stolen? No, I don't think so. Yeah. I and I so. kind of thought about it, but then, nah, Hunter kind of mentioned that there were people out there that might be on the lookout, so. And she, she does mention, like, be be careful of Marauders. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Well, yeah, well, Marauders or something. Them. Yeah. All right. But, yeah, like you, I think things are going coming to a head for them. Um, we're past the halfway point now. I think, what, seven more episodes. There's 16. I think it was nine. So seven more episodes. We'll see where it goes. And where's Crosshair? We haven't seen him in about five well, or six weeks. We haven't seen him since the third episode. It's mm -hmm. been a while. It's been a while. All right. Um. So when, do you think we're going to see Echo again this season? We know he's with Rex. We're guessing that Code is going to shackle up with Rex at some point and with Echo. Are we going to see them uh, again? Yeah, I'll bet he'll be in, at the finale because yeah. the finale is a two-parter. So <laughs> I think we're going to get Cody, Rex, <laughs> Echo. So Everyone. I'll be. I'll mention, I, I think I'm getting pumped up for that finale. It's going to be a big reunion for the clones. It's going to yeah. be interesting to see. And if we get more Mount Tantis and cloning and whatever is happening, because that I, was a big reveal at the end of season one, and we haven't seen any payoff for it yet. No, no. I, I I think they'll probably start setting that up in the, the second half. But yeah. 
I've been kind of sad thinking, what if we get like the last stand of the clones? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that suck. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, all, all stories need to come to an end at some point. I mean, yeah, but it's not the same like the story ends versus they all die. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they're going to die. Except for Rex. <laughs> yeah, we know Rex is around. Um, also, I don't think any of the main Bad Batch, apart from Crosshair, I don't think they're going to die. I think they'll survive. At least this season, I think they're all making it out. I'm not going to say that it's going to be a sad ending. Uh, I think I can agree. I think I can agree. All right. We'll leave it there. All right. So that's we'll put a wrap right now for our Bad Bash talk. We'll come back to it next week. I don't know. I didn't check what the title was for next week's episode. But again, I complain about the show. But they've all been good episodes. I'll, I'll say that. All right, who's here? There's someone else. Oh, obviously, Subdu. Thanks for being here. Fiji knows the thieves. Thank you. Of course, Sid is involved. See, he's, he knows something is happening. Okay. All right. Fiji knows. Was she the pirate, right? The one that was looking for those things. Yeah. Well, the Sykes. yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's go now to Star Wars news, Ati. Star Wars news. Star Wars news. I know. We're going a little bit out of sync or out of order this week. No, out of sync. We're pretty in sync today. All connections are working fine. All right, Oti, uh, this was on my show notes. It came out, I think, yesterday. You reminded me right before we started. There was a report a couple of days ago, maybe yesterday, from the Hollywood, Hollywood Reporter. Uh, now that Bob Iger is back, they're kind of rethinking Disney+. Plus. What's a movie? What's a TV show? Um, what what happened? What's Star Wars related? What should we know? Uh, I, I gotta be very honest. I haven't read the article. <laughs> I just listened to Pundit Trust and read yeah. what they wrote. So that's where I'm at. And so uh, basically, I think the gist of it was that um, Marvel will be thinking their production strategy mm -hmm. and what, what they're releasing because they're releasing a lot of content. So sure. they're probably going to start reducing the amount of content they're putting out there and and the inverse side, Star Wars is going to start ramping up. But I, I, what I did see was that it's going to be like, it's not like all of a sudden we're going to get, they're going to give Star Wars $2 billion, go make everything you want. Yeah. Like, I, I think they're still going to be very conscious about budgets and how much each studio is spending. So, um, cool, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and we can see it already because yesterday uh, we have the first poster for Captain Marvel 2, the Marvels, and the movie got pushed back like three months. So maybe I, I, it's starting I, to give a little bit more breathing room between Ant-Man and now Miss Marvel or the Marvels, so I should say. It, it got moved to November, but I think it got moved to November a while ago because okay. I, when I saw a poster, I was like, wait, November? And then I was like, oh, no way. They pushed it back. They pushed every Marvel thing back a, a while ago. Yeah, it could be, but most Star Wars. So we have already, I mean, we have the Bad Batch, we have Mandalorian Season 3. We know we're getting Vision Season 2 in a couple of months. We're getting Young Jedi Adventure that same day on May 4th, Ahsoka, Skeleton Crew. So we still have like four more shows to come out this year, and then plus the Acolyte. Um, it's not here because we talked about it a couple of weeks ago that the new movie is supposed to be officially announced during celebration. That's that was actually mentioned in the article. That okay, it's it's gonna be announced. And yeah, again, with everything Star Wars, take a grain of, with a grain <laughs> of salt because even even when Lucasfilm announces it, it's 
yeah. not necessarily 100% going to happen. <laughs> but so, but Hollywood Reporter is a good news yeah. source. So mm -hmm. if they're saying that I'm always going to get announced in celebration, I'd put some bet in that. Honestly. Yeah, I mean it has to. We've been talking about it. I don't know for how since last year. They need to announce a movie soon. What What do you think this means? <clears throat> excuse me about ramping up more Star Wars. Do you think it's more TV shows? Maybe doing movies again that we haven't seen one for five years. I, I think it's movies because yeah, probably we know that streaming. They're they're having a bumpy ride with streaming. Maybe they do like a last hurrah. Let's make five more shows mm -hmm. and see what happens. Yeah. But. Uh, I, I think they're going to start moving to more movies. All right. Well, we can all agree with that. Give us all the movies we want. Oh, we can. You know what? I, I'll mention this when we talk about Ant-Man, but do smaller movies. Don't yeah. You don't have to do a $250 million yes. movie every single time. Like, it, yeah, I, 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 I'm sure they'd love to make a billion dollars, but if the movie costs $500 million to make, you know, budget and advertising... Mm -hmm. Yeah, not getting that huge a return. So do what a... was? Yeah, I don't know if it was maybe Indiana Jones five or something. I saw that the budget it's was ridiculous. over two hundred million. Like, but that's because of be. the de aging and. Oh, that's a very expensive tech. I mean, but... that's that's why nobody wanted to make the Irishman because it was very expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's a lot of wrinkles you need to take out in the Irishman. <laughs> but... Uh, but I agree, man. Give me smaller movies. We don't do... need. And I, I, I mean, if you want to make like a ninety-minute Star Wars movie, I'm in. But mm -hmm. I, not everything has to be Rise of Skywalker. Not everything has to have this big fight at the end of the movie. Let's yeah, do smaller things. I think that we have to change the mentality of a lot of people, not just the big producers out there. A lot of the fans. Oh, Star Wars is a spectacle. It should be an a, an event to go to a movie. See if you do a small yep. Star Wars in a movie, a lot of people are going to be like, this isn't Star Wars supposed to be. But yeah, I agree. No, I will no. take a 90-minute Star Wars movie solo too. And, I'll do it. <laughs> but I totally agree. Like, I don't want to go to a movie theater to watch a Star Wars and it just be like a political thrill. I mean, <laughs> I'd watch that, but you know, that's not why yeah, I yeah. watch a Star Wars. I want to see a spectacle. But it doesn't have to be Avatar 2. It's, Mm -hmm. You can do smaller spectacles. I don't know. That's just me. And when I when we again when I we get to Ant Man, I'll talk a little bit more about it. Mm -hmm. But I just want to say whatever I say about Marvel, I think it applies <laughs> to Star Wars. Too. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. And I'll say also, it's I'm thinking about going to see Ant Man tomorrow. Like I mentioned, it's like like fifteen dollars a ticket. If what? I want to use a regular two D. No IMAX or anything. If I want to go, I have Regal here. It's not IMAX. I have RPX, which is their competition. It's like almost $18. I'm like, eh. So I don't want to pay that much, like you said, for a, a thriller that's just going to be sitting there for two hours just sweating. But You know how much my IMAX ticket to cost for? Um, $13. $14. Oh, oh, so close. Man, see, just a regular 2D movie here. It's But I'll say it's... Uh, reserved seating, leather couch, or you can lean back. It's a pretty nice theater, so I, I can't blame them for that. You, but you, it's you an should, expense. When you come to Puerto Rico again, I'll take you to the Montellera New Cinema. It's Ooh. pretty cool. It's pretty. Cool. All right, we'll, we'll make a date out of it. Yeah. All right, as we move to our next, or what? I see two comments. So some new comments out uh, there. I'm okay. sorry, I'm very tired. That's fine. Don't fall asleep. This is in no, the no, no. <laughs> oh, Okay, so yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I actually haven't touched on that. 
at all. Yeah. Oh wait, well, but the Empire thinks they're they're dead. So. I mean, but she's walking around the the Senate building. So I'm just gonna read this yeah, for but... the people listening on the audio podcast. Oh, yeah. um, they said, "Let's put it back up." Omega has a high price on her head, so Sid will turn her in as well. That it's a good point, and we'll see. Mm-hmm. And again, this plays out a little bit with Mandalorian and baby Yoda. Mo is here. Thanks for Hello, joining Mo. us today, Mo. Hope you're having a nice day. Que la que hay. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna do a Spanish only episode. I know we tried it a few weeks ago, but we're gonna do one. <laughs> All right, so let's jump now to little Mandalorian talk. I have my Mando shirt. But, uh, w- yeah, if, if we do a Spanish episode, you gotta let me know ahead of time because when I'm gonna do an English episode, I gotta do the Luthan thing. No, no, we'll we'll plan it ahead of time. We'll get some some Spanish speaking guests probably. All right, so let's go to The Mandalorian. This, I'll say, I have my notes on my phone, so I'm going to be reading from it. Um, I thought we were going to get more from this because Empire Magazine has been for about two weeks touting this big 20-page article they have for Mando. The magazine came out on Thursday, and I haven't seen anything about it. So (laughs) did you read everything? Because I haven't seen. I thought everyone was going to be posting all these big quotes and everything. uh, you know me, Alberto. I'm all about you know visual things and things that hit me in the face. And I, I, I opened the article. Pictures, pic- oh, not so many oh. pictures. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I'm going to just read a few of the quotes that were released before the article came out. We'll start with John Favreau. So John Favreau on why nice Grogu man. and Mando reunited on the Book of Boba Fett. And this has been a big talk um, I'm on Star Wars Twitter. So get ready. Uh, stretch, stretch. You got to stretch. Uh, we couldn't just hit a hard reset. It's going to be interesting to see how it unfolds for people who may not have seen the Book of Boba Fett, but I think the Book of Boba Fett offered time to pass. You saw what Mando was without Baby Yoda, and we saw what Grogu was like without the Mandalorian, and neither of them was doing too good. So, so them coming back together was a really good plot point that allows us to jump back in season three while maintaining the central relationship. All right, Oti, before I get your take on that. So I've been very vocal about saying that I didn't want Grogu back with Mando so early on. I think they needed more time to pass before they reunited, even if it was at the end of season three of The Mandalorian, maybe even season four, because for me, that story had run its course. And now it was more about Din Djarin figuring out his path moving forward. I don't mind too much that they reunited in Book of Boba Fett. I mind that it happened so quickly. So for me, it's a surprise that John Favreau says, oh, it allowed time to pass because we don't know how much time has passed. Could have been a week, maybe a year. We have no idea. And I don't think we saw really that it was going that bad for both of them because we didn't get enough adventures with them separate. So that's my big issue. But out there on Twitter, it's people saying, you suck for putting this on Book of Boba Fett. People don't know what's going on. We'll get into that, but your take on his comments, and then we'll jump into the other side. Let's be honest. The reason why <laughs> Baby Yoda can't leave is because money, money, money. Money, <laughs> money talks. He's so, right there. I hate that guy. Look, I got like seven things, but I don't hate him. But you it's don't everywhere. hate him. Come on. I know. Uh, I'll say every time that I see him, I'm like, oh, crap, he got me. He's so he's damn so cute. He's so cute. Like, he's in the chair. The- He's just spinning in the chair, like, come on. Um, so th- that with that out of the way, so 
I never minded them re- reuniting because it was gonna like. I don't think anyone saw that episode and thought Baby Yoda's never coming back. <laughs> was I surprised how fast they did yeah. it? Yes, totally. Because Boa Fett came out like a year after. A few months. No, I saw a year, yeah. It was at it the was end, December, the last week of December it came out. And Mando had finished, I think, like maybe January yeah. or February. January, February December yeah. before, maybe. Yeah, so I was surprised on how fast we went through that. In universe, I don't know how much time passed. Yeah, well, I think they try to do the whole thing like, oh, he's back bounty hunting. But I was like, is this his first job? Is this his job <laughs> since Grogu left? I don't know. Yeah. We don't know. He's so, cutting his head open, his leg open with a sword. He doesn't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I get your point, but I never really like minded at all because mm-hmm. for me it was like. Uh, you know what? I, I would have hated more if season three was a whole season of Mando on himself, figuring it out, and then at the end, because that would have been a filler season. <laughs> <laughs> what? I You're said out. it! I, I should kick you out, but you have power to come back. Um, yeah, again, to me, we don't know how much time has had passed, no, and no. the emotional punch we all got with I, that when they got separated, I don't want to say devalues, because we haven't Seeing the Mandalorian, it's been like two years since that season ended, so it gives us enough time. But to happen so quickly, at least for myself in the universe, it kind of ah, really, just give it more time. Yeah, no, I, I totally get that, I totally get that, and I, I think it's very much an execution thing because I, I think they could have had their cake and eat it too, like maybe we could have gone Grogu in the third episode of Mandalorian mm-hmm. and then we get those two episodes in in Bad Batch uh, in Book of Boba Fett and then a couple episodes in season three mm-hmm. and then they get back together. Yeah. Whatever. It is Do you think is. they should have done like the first two episodes of season three being those two episodes from Book of Boba Fett? You can only change a few couple of things so it doesn't affect the story of Boba Fett that much. I, I have I those episodes. I don't remember if I mentioned it when we were covering it, but I've always thought they should have done like a special, like yeah, could have here's, been. Here's this special event of two episodes, and here you go. Yeah, I I wouldn't have minded that at all. Yeah, it would have been it would have been good. Um, so let's jump into first. What's or I saw that we got a few more comments for people. Oh, okay. what are the chats saying right now? And then we'll we'll jump into uh, another thing. So the grow based on paper one so it was a, i have not read yeah me neither i don't know paper <laughs> sorry dale uh the little girl there is, yeah. wait which little girl i'm guessing it's paper moon oh okay. the same thing okay go go to spend time with luke and we still could have followed his story i mean man <sighs> yeah i get that but I think it's a slippery slope because mm-hmm. then we have to have Luke in everything. Yes, yeah. And I, I, I'm not necessarily opposed to having Luke, but you know, we the, get... the Mandalorian budget is not as big as everyone thinks. <laughs> it's not that 200 million we just, talk, just yeah, talked yeah, about. Precisely, precisely. Um, are we getting Luke in season three? I'm going to say no. Saving for, as he's coming back in Ahsoka, I'm pretty sure. But uh, you know what? I, I'll I go with you... what you just said. Yeah. Uh, All right. We won't get him in season three. 
we'll get him at the end, I think. When okay. everything comes together. <laughs> I mean, dude, come on. Luke Skywalker versus Thrawn or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 man. And then Thrawn. You know, how, you know how many people would lose their minds? Those people who, you know, spent so much time with yeah. the original Thrawn t- trilogy. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I haven't read it, but. And then Thrawn just throws in, yeah, I used to. I was with your father just flying around the unknown regions. I had him working for me. As we, a went Skywalker. To we went to yeah. Batu once. <laughs> <laughs> to what? All right, so let's jump into real world and people complaining online about what a disservice this is to all the fans that didn't watch the Book of Boba Fett and they're going to see Grogu in season three and they're going to lose their mind because they don't know what the hell is going on. And this was a big thing on Twitter, at least for about three days. I stayed away from it. No, you didn't. I, I said it, I didn't. You, you, you tweeted a couple of things. <laughs> yeah, well, I was making fun. My thing. What, what are your thoughts on it? Then I'll say mine if you want. I, I told you, Alberto, I've been having long weeks. So I was very grumpy with this. Because <laughs> I'm a firm believer that creators need to trust their audience mm. and just, you know, tell the story you want to make, tell and sure. have them figure it out. And seeing this is like, you guys literally want everything spoon fed, like, <laughs> and in a way, it's like this is the show where men, where Din Djarin every five minutes looks at the camera and tells you what's <laughs> happening. So, I, and we got that clip where he tells Grief Guard got everything that happened <laughs> in like thirty seconds. Sentences. So, it's like, why are people worried? I, I, again, I don't know the views number but i would expect everyone who watched season two of mando to watch boba fett and mm. th- those same people to go watch uh season three I-, I don't know i think it's a dumb um argument yeah i'll say it's pretty dumb and i have two minds where i agree when people saying oh this reunion shouldn't have happened in a different show i understand okay maybe do- leave it for that, their that's show solid. that's valid but then going so far as making articles about it, eh, that's pretty stupid. But saying, oh, what about the casual fan that didn't see Book of Boba Fett? If you're watching The Mandalorian for two seasons, eh, you're not that casual of a fan, and you're probably going to figure out what's going on anyways. And if you're really a casual, casual fan that doesn't watch anything else, you're not going to be mad. You've seen the trailers, you've seen TV spot. What's maybe Yoda doing? Oh, let me Google it. Oh, my friend's going to tell me. And... I'm pretty sure we're going to get a previously on The Mandalorian, and we'll see. We, we got a previously on in Kenobi about the prequels, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. movies that everyone watched. Yeah. And yes, I, I'm assuming everyone watched it if you're watching Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. And it, oh, yeah. You might, wait, wait, what? Anakin, what? There are prequels? <laughs> the high ground? Oh. Uh, <laughs> But also, if you're such a casual fan that that's the only thing you watch, you won't care. You're like, what? Maybe Yoda's back? Okay, whatever. Let me just enjoy the show. I don't think people are going to care. So I understand why you might say this should happen in a different uh, series. But it's, it's a non-issue. It's going to be explained, and we're not going to care about it. Yeah. So, okay, let's go over a couple of things. So, Dale... Going back to what we were talking about, Luke, mm-hmm. uh, he, he's saying that we could have had Luke exploring. Yes, definitely. And Ahsoka. Okay. So he mentions that we could have had him with Ahsoka training. Mm-hmm. I, and I'll go to his next comment because it's related. You'd have yeah. to resolve Ahsoka's fears of Grogu turning. So 
Dale, uh, the way I see it, and again, I could be terribly wrong, and the Ahsoka show comes out and proves <laughs> me wrong. I think that the Ahsoka show will happen somewhere in between uh, the Jedi episode in in season two of Mando okay. and the episodes in Book of Boba Fett. Because I don't know if you guys, and Alberto, you, you could comment on this, if you thought the same way I did, but I saw Ahsoka a little bit differently in the way she, like, you know, came about herself. Because mm. in the Jedi episode, she's like, mm, I don't know yeah. if this is like... And then in the in the next next time we see her, she's like, oh, yes, Wise Master Skywalker. <laughs> He's going to train him well. Yes, yes. So I, I think she, something happened to her in between that changed her point of view a little bit. This, oh man, it's so difficult because similar to what we talked about, we don't know how much time passed between season two of Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett. We all know that the end of Rebels, that kind of post scene of Rebels happens after Mando season two when she goes find uh, Sabine. So we don't know exactly where everything falls. So I could really, I could see what you're saying that the Ahsoka show kind of falls in between these two and maybe not all of it, but parts of it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, um, but yeah, I see because Ahsoka was very violent at the beginning of the, just to find out where Throne is, is mowing down all these people. When last time we saw her, she was this semi saying I'm not a Jedi, whatever. And she was very difficult. And that's a lot of people had trouble kind of making, okay, this is in the Ahsoka okay. we, we're used to. But yeah, she was a lot more relaxed, more Jedi-like, we should say, more by Sam. Book of Boba Fett. More Qui-Gon, more Qui-Gon. Yeah. And we haven't, we never saw that introduction, not introduction, that meeting between her and Luke for the first time, which I'm, I don't want to see it. I know we're going to get it. I, I don't want to see it. I think I've always said this. This is, that's for me, a way too big of a story to tell. Just yeah. leave and, it to the imagination. And we're going to talk about that in a minute when we jump into some of Filoni's comment about how he doesn't like stories to end and whatever. But yeah, I see, I see your point that there might be some time in between all those three shows. And again, like you said, we're going to have to wait for Ahsoka to, to come out and see. Yeah, Dale, uh, he mentions <laughs> that he's arguing a moot point. And yes, you are. But, you know, we're fans of this. This is what we yeah. do. And it's okay as long as we're being respectful. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> Brennan mentions that if you haven't watched the Book of Boba Fett, you should because it's a great show. And I agree. Yeah. Just give me the Vespas. Dude, I will die if I see the Vespas in Mandalorian. And I it's like, oh, now. are those, uh, I don't know, so Vespas or whatever. What are those <laughs> machines? <laughs> oh, they look like uh, super rangers or something. <laughs> They're very colorful and have a lot of mirrors. Because he's, he's all and This is an empty show. Yeah. Probably <laughs> just cop vans rolls up in one of those. Since my injury, I can't use my big speed. I need a little <laughs> one that doesn't go too fast. Oh man! All right. You have so decorated as uh, as the LGBTQ flag, and like, this is my macho. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I would die. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. Give me the best ones. Give me. Remember when Drax? That's her name, right? Drax, Drax, or something like that. Rash. When she showed up on that trailer, people were going crazy. As she was going to be uh, the lead of the show. I would protect her at all costs, and yeah. I hate her now. <laughs> All right, so our second story from the Empire magazine. Again, I'll read from my phone. It comes, it's about Filoni not being a fan of hard endings, which I have. 
So Filoni, regarding the ending to The Mandalorian Season 2, said there's a big question at the end of Season 2 of what will Mando do next? Is that relationship over? In life, things don't always come to a perfect ending. I think things can continue on and your adventure continues every day. I used to think about it with Clone Wars all the time. When is the battle over? When is that struggle over? Because it culminates in Revenge of the Sith. But that can be the ending for that show, even though that's the ending of that era. He continues on with the Mando season two ending. I think that in some ways you want each season to have a feeling of an ending. But in a lot of what I've done, I don't like hard endings. Filoni adds, it's always sad for me when an adventure ends and the characters are seemingly done with their journey. So I think there's always that little bit of hope that something can continue. And I'll say, I think this is the reason I have trouble with some of Filoni's storylines. Okay. And he put it right there that he doesn't like when things end. And I think that sometimes things should end, come to the natural conclusion. Or like you just said, with Luke and Ahsoka meeting, we don't need to see it. Leave that. A lot of Star Wars was our imagination, our head canons of what came before and what's going to happen afterwards. I think everything that Filoni is doing, and I'm probably in the minority because Filoni... People love everything he's been doing, especially if you grew, grew up with the Clone Wars. And that's what we keep seeing while the Bad Batch is Clone Wars Season 8. Now we're getting Ahsoka, which is Rebel Season 5. And all these stories not ending that I think it, they should... We don't need to see every second of everyone's life. And I think that's when I'm starting to have trouble with Ken, with Filoni's storytelling. Okay. Uh I, I don't quite see it that way. Um, well, screw you, man. <laughs> I, because I, 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 I think on Clone Wars and Rebels, which are you know two big <laughs> stories so far, and those stories come to an end. But I think they're very true to what he's saying. If you think about that last episode, that last scene is almost always like that hope that there's something more. In Clone Wars, we get that scene where Vader finds uh, Ahsoka's lightsabers, he turns it mm -hmm. on, and, and we know that leads straight into Rebels. But in the in the case of Rebels, Rebels ends, and it's the opening to a new adventure coming. And when we'll get that, probably in Ahsoka, but we're not mm -hmm. sure yet. And for years, we speculated how... And I think that's what he's talking about. Uh, giving us an opening to, yes, this part of the story is over, but there's always room for more. And I think George was very much on that side of things. I don't know. I, you know what? I'll say yes, because Return of the Jedi spun off the entire uh, EU. And not just Return of the Jedi, but uh, each of the Star Wars movies spun off all those books and stories and future yeah. and everything. So, but that if I don't know if you talk to George, it's in he said there's two universes, his movies, no, and then but, everything else that doesn't, yeah. No, no, I, I agree, but it left with the hope that there was room for more stories because the main characters didn't die and mm -hmm. there was room for more stories to happen. So, I, I know I don't fall into any extremes with Valoni. I know there's people <laughs> who don't like his storytelling, and there's some people who see him as God. And I don't fall into any of them. I, I really like him as a storyteller, but <laughs> I'll be careful. I'll be careful, Brown. I, I like him as a storyteller, but I don't think he's a deity, as some people say. Same. Um, I mean, he's done a lot for Star Wars. We're not. I'm not gonna downplay it. And he carried the franchise when it seemed they wasn't going not anywhere, but Clone Wars did a lot for it. And I know George was very involved in Clone Wars, but Filoni did a lot with it. 
Rebels, still my favorite of the animated series. Ahsoka and Rebels, my favorite Ahsoka. But same, same. It could have, her story could have come to an end, right? When we see her battle with Vader. Oh! The... With Ahsoka, I agree. <laughs> I kind of think Ahsoka needs to die. <laughs> I, I'll say I don't need her to die. I don't want to be like everyone that we don't see in the future needs to die, but we don't need I, to see her till she retires. Uh, I don't know how old her no, is yet, but I, her story could have ended with the temple comes down. And we don't know. Is she alive or dead? We don't know. We don't know. Make up, make your own like mind. I, I like that. And I, I agree with you. I, again, it's not that I hate Ahsoka, but I, here I contradict myself. I like Filoni storytelling, but I think some stories, yeah. maybe not a definitive ending, but an ending. That's what I say. It does. No. We don't need to see her die, but we don't need to see every single. And no, then I... end of Rebels, which I love Rebels. It could have ended with Sabine just looking at Lothal and everything that they've done. And then Ahsoka comes back. Okay, there's another story. It could have ended, but he wanted to keep going. And that's fine. Not my favorite. That you mentioned, that's a great open ending yes. to a story because I'll shut up because Brennan's about to leave us. Oh come on Brennan <laughs> <laughs> right now what again I love Rebels it's my favorite might be my favorite TV show so far in Star Wars it's... and I like Ahsoka and I and I say all this and I've loved all the shows that we've seen so I keep enjoying all the series. I just we need to I find mean, something I get, to do. I, I, it, man we're in an era of Star Wars where we have all these different storytellers and I don't like it when people say this is the way yeah you tell star wars stories like no there's a lot unintended fun intended yeah, yeah <laughs> all right so let's jump our last news story about the mandalorian it's with pedro pascal who's everywhere right now and we love it uh so pedro pascal on season three he says what i love most about season three is how much the world opens up in terms of mandalore and mandalorians that means so many different facets of culture, politics, and rules and discoveries. And now I'm excited. This is when, okay, I, I like baby Grogu. He's very cute. I hope he does more than just use the force to do spinnies. Okay, give me all this Mandalorian culture. We've seen all the trailers. We've seen a lot of Mandalorians doing a lot of things. Since I were going back to Sundari, um, Bo-Katan is there on her throne. This is um, very interesting, especially with people that love Mandalorian culture. I like, I've been getting more into it because of this show. I can't wait to see where this goes. And I, I love the confirmation. Yeah, I, I love Mandalorians. It's it's funny because I've never been a huge Boba Fett fan, but I mm -hmm. love Mandalorians. I because I, I like the Game of Thrones aspect of it. Sure. Like it's it's very similar. So uh, you know, those are music to my ears. So this could be <laughs> straight up my alley. Yeah. Uh, not much to add to it. Just give me. I no, love seeing when I when we saw Bo Katan, uh, Cosca Reeves, and Axe Wolves come in in season two. Dude, I fell in love. Like this is this is what I want. I love the Jedi, but seeing ma four Mandalorians working together was I, I time for Sorais, and now it's going to go times thirty. Ah, oh, it's gonna be awesome. I, I remember in our Mando season two preview back in the mm -hmm. day, I, I told Tony, um, I, I had this image of you know Boba Fett, Dinjarin, yeah. uh, Sabine, and Bo Katan, you know, like standing on a line about <laughs> to do something cool, and uh, yeah. I'm still waiting for that. And based on the trailers, I think we'll get similar things. 
Yeah, and then not just cool visuals, if we get more into the politics about it, because with Bo-Katan there, and I didn't write it down, but there's some comments from, um, what's her name? Plays Bo-Katan. Oh. Uh, Katie Sackhoff. Katie Sackhoff, thank you, that says, again, that she knows this character so much, and she talks a little bit about the history behind this. So I'm very excited to see how they play into this. Same. And I just complain about Dave Filoni, but if you're gonna bring someone to expand on the Mandalorian culture, he's a guy. Yeah. And this is where his way of thinking and how his knowledge in Star Wars, I think, comes into play. More than leading Star Wars, like some people want, this history, that's where he excels in my in my view. <sighs> All right, and we don't have too much to wait, Oti, like 11 days, I think, for Mando season three to come out. Yes, it's not this Wednesday, it's the following one. So we're Holy there. Shit. I know in two weeks we're gonna be talking about the Mandalorian season three. So that's gonna be oh, this is so cool. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna have to wake up early. <laughs> oh yes, and I'm glad I still work from home on Wednesdays. Oh, I work from home, but the thing is, Alberto, the first thing I do when I wake up is open Twitter. <laughs> I remember even with uh Obi Wan where I was waking up at 4 a.m. Yeah. I would open Twitter while making coffee. I'm like, dude, no, this what is what I'm waking up. <laughs> Yeah, I open Twitter, I, I scroll up, so I'm just looking like eight hours ago, seven hours, and when I get to like four hours ago, okay, the show came out. Oh, no. I won't. The I, first I'll thing stop. I'll do is tap the upper corner <laughs> of the screen. And... No, no, no. All right. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, awesome, two weeks. We'll awesome, say two awesome, weeks. Awesome. Okay. All right. And that brings an end to our talk about Star Wars for this week. We'll be back next week with Bad Batch episode 10. And whatever news comes out, is that your, I will say, like I mentioned on, one thing I mentioned on Twitter, I was ready to do my unboxing of my Majordomo Funko Pop. I was supposed to come here on Thursday and it got delayed. It never shipped. So yeah, my, a uh, real bomb. I went really, really Majordomo meme. So happy to then. Uh, that, that was a good use of the meme, by the way. I know, right? <laughs> Finally. All right, Oti. So we're going to another, uh, what is it? Part of the show, we talk about something else that's not Star Wars in a world between fandoms. All right, Oti, we're gonna start with the big MCU movie that came out, the third entry into the Ant-Man trilogy. Who would have thunk it that Ant-Man gets three movies? Three movies. And Superman only got one. But that's not part of this. Different studios, different studios. <laughs> Ant-Man 3, no. Quantumania. Um, I've been a fan of the Ant-Man series. I enjoy them. Not that, not on my top five or anything, but they're enjoyable movies. Ant-Man 3 came out, split decision in terms between the reviewers and the fans. You saw it a couple of days ago. I might see it tomorrow. Okay. Non-spoiler review. I'll ask you a few questions, but first, kind of your non-spoiler talk on it. Okay. I, I just want to mention no Last of Us this week for us. Yeah. Uh, I do have Ellie and Joel with me. <laughs> I, ha I uh, had wait, them in wait, a that 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 needs a full. So this is a part two figures. So this is an older Ellie that we're getting, and this is an older Joel that we're getting. But yeah, cool figures. All right. Oh wait, I even went to the wrong side. Cool yep. figures, man. Oh my, I, I, just... I, I, I had them in a box since I moved and I hadn't taken them out. <laughs> All right. Ant-Man. So, Ant-Man. Okay. So I'll say that I went 
into this movie with a lot of expectations and a lot mm -hmm. of hype, even as I was seeing the reviews that were not necessarily very positive. And <laughs> shout out to Maggie because <laughs> Maggie, I think, was very hot in the movie. And Maggie yeah. and I have different views on these kinds of movies. So when I saw she was very positive on it, I was like, oh, I probably won't like it that much. <laughs> <laughs> but so, okay. I, I like the movie. I'll, I'll say mm -hmm. that I, I did like the movie. I have a lot of issues with it and I'll get into them, but getting the positives out of the way, I love the cast. I, I think yeah. the cast is amazing. Uh, Paul Rudd, I could see him do this character <laughs> forever. He's he's fantastic. Um, I can't remember the actress's name they brought in for Cassie because they recast mm -hmm. her yeah. uh, from Endgame. She's amazing. She's She's just amazing, amazing. I instantly fell in love with her, and I I want more of the uh, out of this character with that mm -hmm. actress. So that was cool. Um, uh, Michael Douglas is having a lot of fun with this role as <laughs> yeah. always, and that's always cool to see. You know, such a huge actor just mm -hmm. having fun with the role. Sure. Michelle Pfeiffer is also great. Uh, Jonathan Majors is Kang. He's the new Thanos of the universe mm -hmm. is the next big bad for the Avengers to face. He's great as Kang. He he really is great. He he has a menace to him because Jonathan Majors is a phenomenal actor yes. and he, he <clears throat> brings it. But going into my negatives, it's actually the character of Kang and the character of Janet Van Dyne. I love Michelle Pfeiffer and the role. I love it. Mm. But the movie... Uh, this is to prepare you a little bit. The movie asks you to care a lot about her. Okay. And just a reminder, this is a character we just met at the ending of the last uh, mm -hmm. Ant-Man movie, and we haven't seen her since, I think. Yeah. She shows up for a second in Endgame. That's it. So the movie asks you to care about her from the very beginning, and it constantly tells you that you have to care about Janet, and I really didn't care. And <laughs> so, because again, this is not spoilers, but the, the adventure is connected to her time in the mm -hmm. in the quantum verse. So it, it asks you to care. And they also do the same thing with Kang. The movie relies on a lot on you caring about Kang, caring about his backstory, but they never do anything to make you care. It's okay. just like he's the next big bad. He's he's bad. He he, he has <laughs> intentions. Well, I'm not going to tell you much about them, but they're there. <laughs> yeah, because this is a different Kang from the one we met yes. in Loki. It's yes. not... Uh, the, he who remains is not him. Yes, so in Loki, they hint at the fact that there are many Kangs. And if mm -hmm. you've read comics, you know that there are a lot of Kangs. And this is Kang the Conqueror. Like he, He's supposedly the big bad. So. Yeah. Um, I think the the one in Loki was Kang the Benevolent. So he was, mm -hmm. and he says it. He's like, "Oh, you killed me, but the next yeah. guy who comes might not be as good." Mm -hmm. So, so I don't know, man. Uh, I want to see Jonathan Majors as Kang in another movie with another script with another director. Uh, you know what? No, directing was not the issue. A, a better script. And I've seen people be like, "Oh, Kang is right. I, I'm rooting <laughs> for him." I'm like why we don't yeah. know his intentions <laughs> like he briefly hints at them but okay sure okay yeah and if it's not as i don't think it's a spoiler like you mentioned there it's a lot of kanks out there and that's kind of the one of the not perks of one of the cool things about it we're gonna be meeting all these different iterations of it 
do you think after seeing this movie, if it's not a spoiler, that we're gonna see different versions of Kangs going forward in the next kind of couple MCU movies, or are we just yeah. sticking with Candy Conqueror? No, no, I, I think I think we're gonna see a lot of different Kangs. I, I won't get into that answer that much, but sure. I think so. I think All right. so. Sorry, one of my lights just died. I gotta oh, no, I'm blinding myself. All right, so question for you, because a lot of the reviewers, even before it came out, they were saying this is the most Star Wars MCU movie uh, out yes, there. Yes. And for myself, at least, the most Star Wars MCU movie has been the first Guardians of the Galaxy. That when I said, said here repeatedly, this is Star Wars. That's why it's one of my favorite MCU movies. And I was afraid for Force Awakens because I thought it wasn't going to you know, be able to live up to what Guardians did in terms of feeling like this space opera adventure. And to How me, that you least, <laughs> and, uh, the Force Awakens so great. Uh, the first Ant-Man trailer for Ant-Man 3 felt like this is just Guardians of the Galaxy because of the world, this quantum realm. Is it kind of, it feels too much like they're trying to be Guardians? Or why do people say this is the most Star Wars MCU movie? It, it does feel a little bit like Guardians in that sense because it's the quantum verse, but it could be a different planet. Like, yeah, it's it, it's very weird. But Maggie tweeted out that she wanted whatever uh, Peyton Reed <laughs> Peyton was on was when a... he made the movie because it's, it's wild. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, so in that sense but uh, thank you for mentioning that because that brought me to my other point I think you could have made this movie for 15 million dollars less and had a better movie in, okay. in your hands because I think that one of my problems with the movies and it's one of my problems with Marvel too uh, much since, spectacle since that, yeah it's too much like it's another CGI army an another okay. faceless CGI army oh, another okay. huge fight another both sides clashing yeah. it's like okay uh, so what are they gonna do when avengers 5 comes out yeah <laughs> like, i know and i i, I found myself um missing iron man versus um bigger iron man in iron man <laughs> oh, yeah missing thor versus loki in the bifrost like okay. i i found my scale kinds yeah. of movies with marvel so i think they should start making smaller budget movies and we actually get better quality. Yeah. Which different movie, but it's my only problem with Shang-Chi that I almost watched it again yesterday. I love three quarters of it, but the last the last I five is like we didn't need it. Everything leading up to it that those characters and the smaller was a lot better. It's and one of the reasons I love Eternals. There's not this big battle at the end. It's just all of them just fighting, even though it's like 10 of them, but it's yeah. small contained. And so even when did you watch uh Black Panther 2? Yes. It's the same thing. Yeah. The ending is uh, two CGI armies coming mm -hmm. together and fighting. But the difference between this movie and Shang-Chi and uh, Black Panther is that the first two arcs of those movies are very solid. Yeah. They are very, very solid. The first two acts in Ant-Man are good, but they're not right. as solid. Oh, All and right. by the way, MODOK. <laughs> oh, okay. I've heard either Modo sucks or people are it's, loving Modok. I'm on the I love Modo. I <laughs> Is love it too ridiculous and you need to love it. It's absurd. It's insane. You every time he shows up, you're gonna be like, What am I looking at? <laughs> but I loved it because that's how I felt reading him in the comics. I was okay. like, What the hell is how am I supposed to be afraid of this thing? Oh. It's, it's like this creature, like oh yeah, yeah. I, I 
I love what they did. I really loved it. All right. So I th- ah, it's gonna be. I. I it's I'll bizarre. See. I, I it's think I'm gonna bizarre. follow on that, and it's, it's just too weird. I just enjoy it. All right. So hopefully, I see it tomorrow. Uh, my daughter wants to watch it, so we'll probably go I, at some point tomorrow. Spend like forty bucks just to go watch again. That. I, I liked it. I, I thought it was. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was a good movie, but I I think. I, my issues are heightened because I'm seeing this trend with Marvel that they're making this huge spectacle movies. Yeah. And I think we, we should like make the scales a little bit smaller. Not everything has to be world ending stakes in each movie. It's funny because on their TV shows, they have been working because there's these smaller characters like Miss Marvel, just that family driven show that's been great. Even She Hulk was different, uh, Hawkeye was different. I understand yeah. movies. We need to make a spectacle. The, the, the yeah. only one that was like world-ending was Moon Knight with the whole gods thing. Yeah, but still, yeah, we didn't see any. All right, so we'll get into it. I'll I'll watch it tomorrow and then do my own spoiler view. Oh, Buck, you arrived late, my friend. <laughs> Damn, dropped at the wrong time. Yes, you did. Oh That's no, shit, but we love you. <laughs> yeah, you... even though we make fun of you sometimes. <laughs> yeah, you just miss with yours. Talk crap about Ahsoka. No, he's going. He's going to <laughs> unsubscribe. We didn't yeah. talk crap. We love Ahsoka. All right. So let's talk about the trailers that came out in the Super Bowl. Mm. At least the main ones, not Fast Twenty Seven. I don't care about, care about the Fast and the Furious. I know you liked it. Uh, Transformers. That's okay. I'll watch it on DVD when it comes out. Uh, Flat. What? Oh, I haven't watched like the last three Transformers movies. I think. I've watched them because my son used to love them. So, and then my brother-in-law loves them. He sent me the whole box set. So I have what? them somewhere. Yeah, it's like <laughs> wow. all of them. So I have them on digital. I have them on DVD. Oh or, no, God. on Blu-ray. So if you ever want them, we should do a rewatch here. No, we won't. No, Never. No, They're so bad. Dude, after the second one, it's so bad. <laughs> I like Bumblebee. And now they're going I away from Bumblebee. I haven't watched it. That's great. That's a great transformers movie because it's not michael bay and talking about spectacle but some people love them that's why we're getting another one yeah all right so the flash finally we mm. got the trailer after all the drama all the issues going out there is it gonna get canceled they're gonna recast and redo the whole movie ezra miller will say it i'm not a fan of all the allegations um i, I mean i, I, I wouldn't I, even say allegations like he's been yeah. arrested a couple he's times. been arrested for fighting and stuff things like that but their allegations of worse things i believe oh yes, 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 yes all that stuff yes, yes. he's getting help which we hope is through or they are getting help i should say i am good sometimes if putting the art and the artist separating them and being able to watch it but if we're going to talk about it we'll make comments i wish he wasn't in this texting with my yeah. brothers hopefully after this okay thanks for your service and you're done with it we don't need to see him again so let's talk about the trailer because I think he's a pretty good Barry Allen. And the trailer did what trailers are supposed to do, and it's excite people for the movie that's coming out. And even if you're not a fan of The Flash, you got two Batmans, Batfleck, Michael Keaton, Supergirl. Um, saw this back even though Man of Steel is not there. What are your thoughts on this Flash trailer? Are you excited to see this movie? Okay, some some preface. I am the kind of person that's been very, 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 very hard on. I I, I won't even say hard. I think I've been just with uh, mm-hmm. Warner Brothers and 
how they constantly avoid talking about the yes. issues they have, not just mm -hmm. Ezra Miller, but J.K. Rowling also. Um, but I, I haven't been very happy with how they've handled the Ezra thing. And mm -hmm. I can't lie. They made the perfect trailer for me yeah. to go like <laughs> one more chance. <laughs> and I, I, I will say like, go back on Robert Downey Jr.'s history as an mm -hmm. actor. Yeah. Um, not a lot of good stuff in there in his early days. He went away. He got better. He did time. He, he was in jail. He was. He, he did. Yeah. He, he did time. Uh, he came back. Nobody wanted to work mm -hmm. with him. Um, even listen to the stories of John Favreau saying to Marvel, like, "I want to bring this guy to be Iron Man." They're yeah. like, "You're crazy. You're, you're freaking mm -hmm. crazy." And look how that turned out. Yeah. So. I am a believer that if he's sincere about getting help, he should get help and get better because Ezra Miller is a phenomenal actor. He is. I, yeah. I always like uh, their work and I think there's room for them to get better and come back. But I, I really hope that those comments from Peter Safran that they're getting him help, getting them help and, you know, helping Ezra be better. I really hope that's true because yeah. I, I'm not a fan of what I've seen come out of uh from you know their mishaps so we'll see but the trailer on a vacuum i i thought it was insane <laughs> i loved it i loved every yeah. single second of it <laughs> yeah i'm on that same ball because i liked him as barry and i think he's a they're a pretty good actor so i'm not gonna on that point and i was excited for the flash when it got announced even though it's gone through i don't know how many iterations and directors and writers but it looks a like lot, they, they hit they hit a, a very nice point here. Bringing um, Ben Affleck again to kind of finish up his his thing as Batman, kind of again more reserved at this point since we kind of just take it easy. You're gonna mess up the world and all this. But the same the selling point is Michael Keaton 1989 Batman being back, and I'm never this. Well, yes, let's move on. But when you give me that music, that Danny Elfman music, when it showed mm -hmm. up, I'm like, oh man, they got me. I think Batman 89 was, it's the first movie that I remember. It might have been Batman Returns, but it still plays. The first movie I remember actually going to a theater, staying in line. Laguna Gardens in Puerto Rico, where there was still a movie theater out there. I know it's not. They used to have the best sound system, THX. I, 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 I was not born in 89. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's my first sequel. I remember being my dad took us, me, my brothers, one of our friends. So I very vividly remember that era so i'm happy to see him back and it got me it like looks interesting uh i mean I, supergirl looks great i i loved her she looks amazing and <laughs> yeah. as, as someone who has read flashpoint i could quickly identify the things they're taking from the story and okay. it, it made me very very excited so right. I'm, I'm excited for this movie to come out and see everyone and um i like you i i didn't see 89 in the theater because i hadn't been born but mm -hmm. uh i did have a, a box set of all four movies and mm -hmm. i remember going to see the Schumacher, the last schumacher one of batman and robin in, in theaters but again uh uh michael keaton was a huge part of my development mm -hmm. as a batman fan because I, as i was reading the comics batman begins hadn't come out yet so yeah. i love those four movies even though he was only in two of them but um i'm excited to have him back and if they want to bring back clooney let's do it <laughs> uh val kilmer unfortunately probably yeah. can't but 
Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. In Batman Forever. I really like that movie. And I still watch it if it comes out. I'll really? watch it. Okay. I haven't I, watched it in about 25 years. But I, when, I, I, when I, I like Jim Carrey being silly Ridley. Man, <laughs> Alden Diaz is always talking about Batman Forever. And I rewatched all those four movies for mm. right before the Batman. Yeah. I no. Don't think, I, I'll be honest. I don't think any of them hold up. <laughs> I'll say I just said that I haven't watched them in a decade, so maybe I'm in that maybe, same boat. I mean, I didn't enjoy. I, I did, but it was so weird. They're all so weird. Maybe you should yeah. watch them. I will eventually. Uh, I don't uh, know. We'll see. Buck, if they're in... Buck, Buck has comments. Okay. Oh no! <laughs> Here we go. Barry Allen is one of my favorite characters. Ezra never did Barry right. Love Ezra's acting, but dislike them as Barry. Even more so since he, yes, uh, I, I think Ezra would have been a better Wally West, which is the other Flash. I don't know if Buck ag agrees with that, but I've always thought that I, I honestly like him as as Barry Allen, but I've never had an attachment to Barry Allen in the comics mm. because when I started reading comics, Barry Allen was dead, so he was never my Flash. <laughs> so, <laughs> and what mm. else? Batman '89 was my first theater experience at age three. Keaton Jesus. is my Batman. Wow, man, I was nine at this point. Were you? I gotta rethink all my. I was negative four. <laughs> <laughs> this is a kids show. It's supposed to be not kids. It's <laughs> a all ages show. I'm gonna. You already said shit once, so I can't keep saying it. Sorry to my kids if they're watching this. But you can't say the S word. I, I thought it was you the can. S word. You I thought it was I, mean, I don't I you can say whatever you want. I oh, I like, can? I've been no. I, I've, I've been watching my mouth for a year now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do when we do the Spanish show, we'll just curse in Spanish all day. Oh, that's going to be hard not to do. Yeah. Uh, it would be great as impulse. Okay, maybe. I don't know. Now you're going past my time. Too ahead of my time, I should say. The only thing I'm going just to end up with the flash is <clears throat> there's a line where he says, "Oh, I made a world with no meta humans." Yes. And now the reports that Kang's Dynasty, the big Avengers film, it's a world without superheroes. It's, it's the same thing. So we're just, yeah. everyone's doing the same thing. By the way, that article gave us more of Kang than the movie did. <laughs> more of his intentions, uh, I'll say. Because he's in, a, in the movie a lot. <laughs> yeah. But, All right. Um, so let's jump. One last thing I wanted to mention. Ezra is in the, in the movie, like, as three different characters, two different characters. So... So, Makes sense yeah. why they can't just kick him out and make the movie. I know. Again. When I saw the trailer, there's no way they can redo there's this. No way. They're not going to throw a, a bad girl and but chuck one, it. One last chance, Ezra. Yeah. And even he, even if the movie's great, they need to show some progress. Oh, yeah. No, no. That, that, if yeah. the movie is the best movie ever, it doesn't erase what they did. Sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, so Guardian of the Galaxy 3 gave us their second trailer. Uh, we saw Star-Lord, we saw Gamora there back as the love interest. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, the Supreme Intelligence, all the experiments he's doing. Uh, Groot, to me, looks weird. Um, Adam Warlock, I'm very interested in Adam I Warlock. I no idea how they're going to integrate him in the story. Like, no. I, I, every time we see the trailers and he shows up, I'm like, all right, he's in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> He should be a big part of it. it wasn't in the Infinity uh, War, but he needs to be a big part here. At least I, going forward. I don't know. I, I think so, yeah. Because Infinity War was like his big story yeah, yeah. in the comics. So yeah. So my brother, when I mentioned was watching Ant-Man the other day. If you think I'm old, he's even older. So if I ever get you here, Jose, you're the old <laughs> one of the family. Um 
the Infinity Gauntlet trilogy comic, that was his favorite thing. He okay. wrote Silver Surfer was his favorite. He had Silver Surfer 1. He spent like $100 getting that one. And Adam Warlock is one of his favorite characters. So he's been pumped for him. So I'm hoping that they do justice for that character. Um, are you a fan of the Guardians trilogy? And now this, did, did this really do it for you? Are you excited for the movie? I am. I, I am I'm very much a fan. I think that's my favorite Marvel uh franchise right now okay at least in the mcu i won't mm -hmm. lie i hadn't read a mm -hmm. guardians comic before <laughs> that movie came out uh i'm very excited the movie looks great and i they keep pulling at those heartstrings yeah yeah there's a the... beat at the end i did not love but so that one they're carrying everyone or no is it star lord i'm falling in love with nebula yeah uh, I'm weird. hoping that doesn't. I'm happen. hoping that's something that's going on in the movie. And yeah, yeah, I wasn't the biggest fan of Volume Two. I enjoyed it. Okay, I love it. I the love first it. one, like I said, it's probably my top five, top seven MCU movies. After all the Avengers, it's hard now to kind of think which are top five. But I really love that movie when it came out. Volume Two, I was a little bit disappointed, but I've only watched it twice. Maybe I'll probably watch it before the third one comes out. Maybe I'll change my tune. So I'm excited for this one, but not kind of, yeah, finally the third one is coming out. If I'm being honest, that trailers haven't sold me on it. Oh, I don't know really. It looks interesting. I like the Supreme Intelligence, right? That's the name. I, uh, whatever his name is. I don't know. I can't remember. Is, yeah. is this Supreme Intelligence? The no, that's from yeah, this, the yeah. thing. Whatever. The big the guy with the... He was in Peacemaker, which I love. Yeah, yeah. I can in Peacemaker. So he looks great. Again, Adam Warlock, very interested to see where that story goes because he was introducing the second one from his cocoon, you know, just mentioned. But I don't know what the story is. Is it about these experiments that he's doing, trying to make people better? Uh, Rocket Raccoon say he just doesn't like how things are. And like you said, our emotional beats. We're all thinking that Rocket is going to die at the end of this. I, I don't know if Rocket's dying, but those scenes with Baby Rocket, yeah. tortured are gonna... yeah they're hard this is something they've been building up yep since they the have first one they yeah have. so that's gonna be i don't know i miss old groot baby groot was fine teenage groot was okay this 20 year old groot just looks <laughs> weird to me it's in a pop uh prosthetic is it cg is it have a neck? crouching maybe he said put me there put me there his family i gotta be there so I don't know. I enjoyed it, but I'm not. Yay! That trailer really sold okay. it for me. But no, we'll see. I'm, I'm very excited. I'm very I'll excited. watch it. And then the last one, just to finish up, changing changing pace a little bit. Uh, Indiana Jones Five. Mm. Very excited for this one. I rewatched Crystal Skull about two weeks ago. Enjoyed it a lot more than I did when okay. it came out. The, the monkey, the monkey scene. Yeah, that you can cut that out. I don't need to see Shia LaBeouf. Just going Tarzan all over the place because it was bad. I'll say it. It was bad. But everything else, I enjoyed it. It was pretty pretty uh, entertaining. And it looks great. You have um, Harrison Ford. Uh, who else showed up? Matt Mikkelsen, Fowey Waller-Bridge, uh, Boyd Holbrook. Even if it was a 30-second spot, we don't know the story. I'm into it. And this is one that I really want to see. And with James Mango, Mango directing, I expect... A very good movie. Yeah, I, I got the urge to watch Logan earlier today, so I'll probably watch okay. it later tonight. So I'll be in that James mm. Mangold mood. Um, I'm excited. I've never been the biggest Indiana Jones fan. Um, 
I, I like those movies, but mm. I've never been the so when Crystal Skull came out, I wasn't like, oh, the sacrilege. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it wasn't a good. It's the rest of them, but I, I don't really like that movie. Having rewatched it mm. since it came out, but it's fine. Um, yeah. I'm excited. I will say there are some scenes in the trailer that remind me a lot of Crystal Skull, which have mm. me okay a little bit, a little bit worried, <laughs> just a little bit. Uh, but I'm excited. I'll be there first uh, for the first screening yeah. available. Sure. Go watch Temple of Doom, and then you'll see. Okay, it's not that bad. So I watched. I really, have watched, I, I like Temple of Doom. I'm I'm one of those people. I went in a weird order. I watched Raiders of the Lost Ark, and this is since last year. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Then I went to Crusades, which is okay. my favorite one. And then about a month and a half ago, I watched Temple of Doom. Uh, not good. Okay. And then I watched Crystal Skull, and comparing those two, Crystal Skull, at least for myself, was a lot better. I. I like Temple of Doom because of the horror elements to it. Okay. But it's so weird also that then there's aliens in this one. It's like, did, did, did you watch Temple of Doom? They're ripping people's heart out. There's I zombies. Mean, and, and in Raiders of the Lost Ark, someone's face melts, melts, melts. Yeah. Okay. Face melts. <laughs> there's ghosts in, in The Last Crusade. There's Templars ghosts. So these movies are weird. All right, so yeah, they are there. So I don't mind it too much. All right, so that brings an end to our show today. Thanks for everyone for joining us. A lot of great comments around in the chat box. Thanks for being here. Um, Brennan, hopefully you didn't uh, unsubscribe. Dale, <laughs> Mo, obviously sub dude. Thanks you all for being here today. Of course, Oti, thanks for being here. Uh, you're posting again on your other podcast, you have your reviews about movies and shows where can people find you yeah there, I, I have two podcasts i have film not included which is a spanish podcast and <laughs> i have a podcast style which is a spanish podcast also i've been posting film not included not Star Wars, so. life gets in the way it's fine you know yeah. uh, you can find me over at twitter and instagram at ep Star Wars. you can find it right there you will see that on the show notes also yeah. and thanks for joining us like i said we'll be back next week with Bad Bash Talk and anything else Star Wars related and more of The Last of Us who comes back tomorrow. So make sure to join us. We'll be here next week. And as always, stay safe, be safe, get those toys ready and may the force be with you.